Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another Clicking Balls. Yep. Um, we thought we got a bit of time, so we actually talk about um, actual events that are happening. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's, yeah, it's actually good that well, most of our favourite sports are starting up again. We've got um, AFL's back with the NAB Cup, so thought we might spread or, a bit of bullshit about that. Or NAB Challenge now. NAB Challenge, that's They right. don't have a cup anymore. I think it's, it's a challenge to field a team, that's what it is. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, Essendon might be on the right track here, putting in yeah. all the ringers. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... Um, well, with the way what's been going down with injuries and that, it seems that they're probably going to come out on top. They're going to be rested and yeah, everyone's spare because we've had two best and fairest from last year go down in the space of two days in McKenzie for um, West Coast and yep. Libba for the Bulldogs. Yep, and they look like serious ones too. Yeah, well, I think McKenzie, they've already announced that's his season done. His year, yeah. And Libba's looking like the same. And I mean... It's just fucking tragic. And especially Libba's still young too, and McKenzie, you know, they're not old people, so... No, and McKenzie was like a hair away from All-Australian last year. Yeah. And you know, West Coast finished, well, they finished uh, ninth or 10th. Yeah, they got so, ninth, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, just missed out. Maybe Adelaide got ninth, I can't remember. No, nah, West Coast must have, because we haven't done the mystery AFL theatre for West Coast. Ah, uh, yep, yep. So, they would have been pressing, you know, going into... Um, try and make uh, finals this year and you know the old captain's just uh, retired so he'd be leading the back lines again yep and now he's uh, yeah thanks for coming mate see you good pre-season yep. see you next and, year uh, how's it coaching yeah <laughs> that's what you're going to be doing most of the season but it's funny I think you know is it better that that happens at the start of the season or so they know what they're up against for the whole the whole lot or do you reckon you still want to get something out of them midway and have that loss of momentum it is funny. I reckon it's almost is better at the start of the season because yeah. if if you did did it round ten, let's say, yeah, that stuffs up. Yeah, obviously the rest of the year, yeah, and stuffs you up for the start of next year. Yeah, at true. least this year it's like you know what, mate. Come November, you'll be right. Yeah. Get the track running. Away you go. And, and I think you get that leeway as well. Or if it doesn't come good, there's no pressure to rush him back. No. But I mean, it's still, it's fucked. I mean, yeah. you're missing a whole, it's an entire year yeah, it's just, of your career. There's still a shit state of affairs for the supporters as well, where, you know, you think you'd be going finals this year again, but no. Yeah. That. As I said, I'm going to have to revise my ladder. And the poor old bullies. Um, oh, yeah. You just, you can't hate the bullies, but geez, they just can't take a trick at the moment. can't take a trick. Um, yeah. They were looking good too. Um, yeah. Kind of seemed they got a few things together over the off season and. Well, I mean, you know, they lost their captain, they lost their coach. Now they lost their best and fairest from yeah. last year. Um, but, I mean, Boyd looked big in, yeah. in, in, the, yeah. in the game. He looks like he's starting to fill out. Um, yeah. So he looked like that. Um, there's promise there of <laughs> what he might be, might yeah. actually happen. Yeah. And they were, they were playing against, you know, a young Richmond side and they ran out well. So yeah. a lot of positives there. So do you, there's no, like we said, there's no cup. You reckon yeah. it's worth it? Are you interested no, I'm not interested, not, to be honest. Not really. No, but I think it's good. Like, for, for the most part, I might watch it, watch most of the games that the, they're, depends on what I'm doing, but um, I'm not particularly interested in results. It's mainly sort of a, sort of the mountain yard to go check out who you're going to pick in the super coach. I can say, it ends up being a super coach and a dream team type of uh, arrangement, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. There's no cup. It's just like, not that I gave a rat's ass about the preseason cup anyway, but at least it no. was something. Well, and that's the thing. Like, during the week, I was trying to think who won the preseason cup like last year. I don't remember. There, there wasn't one last wasn't year. One. Or the last one. And it seems like every year comes around, you never remember who won the preseason cup anyway. Not really. Unless, they, unless they're shit in the, in the main season. Well, they're like, yeah, but we won preseason cup. Well, there was the year that Carlton won the preseason cup and the wooden spoon. That's right. But uh, yeah, Adelaide won the last NAB cup. I think Saints won on the same thing at some point, didn't they? More than likely. Wanna, if yeah. anybody was going to. Yeah. No, Carlton did it um, one year. 
I think the Bulldogs won it one year. It was like, yep. it's something for yep. the Bulldogs to yeah. hang the hat on. I think they get some cash for it as well. I think they did, but... A little bit, but I mean, you, you get cash for it, but you also get, um, you know, you sell shirts with yeah. night premiers and stuff like that. Yep, and you see, you know, half of the supporters get the tattoo on the calf or whatever. Yeah, why not? I mean, but, you know, when... Um, in all the media, whenever they introduce Dermot Brereton, there's always five day, five night premiership. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's no night premiership. But I mean, I bet Dermot is devastated about that as well. He's the only one that gets introduced with the days and nights premierships. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he's the only person who gets mentioned with his night premierships. It's probably his contract. It might be. <laughs> I do remember though um, Gary Lyon giving a speech at Melbourne, saying how jealous he was every time they introduced Dermy. He's a five day, yeah. five night, and Gary Lyon. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know, 200 gamer. But it's, uh, you know, missing out that uh, that success. And yeah, that's the thing. Gary was good good in his own right, just not in a team that was successful. Not so, really, yeah. It's just, you know, luck, luck of the draw sometimes. Exactly. And I mean, just that year of Hawks was a bit outrageous, let's be honest. Not ridiculous, yeah. And, you know, doing it again, which is good. Yep. Um, so, yeah, not all that much interested. Like, when the Collingwood-Hawthorne game was on, I sort of remembered halfway through and watched yeah. a little bit and then yep. went and did something else and, but I mean um, it's, it is interesting to see what people take out of it yeah like because I think you can only really look at individuals and go oh yep he's up and about that's good to see yeah exactly but uh, team wise it, it's so funny because Collingwood won by 40 points it should yeah. have been more yeah. a couple of super goals yep. everyone's quick to say yeah but Hawthorne left out 14 premiership players or whatever it was yeah but Collingwood, they kind of have a right to be a little bit excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is, even with 12 premiership players out, yeah, Hawthorne is still a fucking good side. Yeah, but Collingwood, I mean, there was no Swan, there was no Pendlebury, there was yeah, no Cloak, true. there was no Keefe. So there's their two best midfielders, their best key forward and their best key backman. I mean, it's not like they put out the no, best side either. There could be something in that too. <laughs> Maybe they're better off with uh, a <laughs> couple of them sitting on the bench. <laughs> but I mean, so... I mean, you can't win a premiership in February, but no. something there, surely. You've got to get something out of it. And um, I think the fact that you, you still run out the whole game, you've still got um, goals for the preseason, and you know, you, if you tick them off, then that's a positive. You've got to take those on board and, and go into the season with a Work momentum. something into yeah. it, yeah. Because I'm sure they'd have like a sort of predetermined you know, checklist, for lack of a better word, or what they want to achieve in each game and preseason. Is. Yeah. And so I think it's just about ticking the boxes and, and seeing how they go. Yeah, I don't know if they really change tactics or anything. They're no. sort of, right, this is what we're going to do in the first quarter and this is what we're going to yeah. do in the second quarter. Yeah. Well, even with the Richmond Bulldogs game, um, I was on Twitter before just fucking around. I think the yeah, Supercars were on, I was watching the qualifying, but um, no, it's a racist, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw before the game, they said uh, the outs are so-and-so and the late withdrawals is like Conker or Ellis and yeah, pretty yeah. much any other player you know. The names you've heard of. Yep, we had Stevie <laughs> Morris captain. Did a good job, apparently. I like him, but I like even Dimo. Like we lost in the last quarter. We they kicked like four straight to Super Bowl or something like that. Right. But um, he was happy with the young kids and Morris captain. He said he was really impressed with, and he's pinged him for filling in the hole that Jake King left up forward with the forward pressure and yeah. just being a presence. And well, he's always been an active player like that. Yeah, you know, we've said it a few times. You know, being active on the mark and just rushing, like always doing something. Yeah, which is great. And, I, and it was good to hear Dimo say that because I think. Jake King didn't get enough credit for the pressure that he would put when he doesn't have the ball and yep. and it's in opposition's hands. It's amazing somebody like that who was always criticised for not having the skill set or the size. Yeah, but he went well. Here's what I can do. So that's exactly. What I'm do. Yep, and did it bloody well. Yeah, didn't he? And when we've always said that's what seems to be a key feature of being able to beat um, sort of fast running teams was that forward pressure, and it's good to see that it is something that they've you know flagged and they're going to try and work on this season it's good these days that we have defensive forwards and attacking defenders yeah <laughs> I don't know. And, I mean, and with how quick they rotate off the bench you don't know who's fucking playing where yeah, anyway exactly. so it becomes a bit pointless um, yeah it is funny when you have the, the captains because uh, the Hawthorne Collingwood game I think Hawthorne's captain was Liam Shields yeah and Collingwood's a steel side bottom yeah that's right so it was a good one um and uh, the other thing out of the Hawks game, um, I think you pointed out, you know, for Supercoach and stuff like that, Jed Anderson up and about. Yeah, bloody oath. He was looked fantastic. Because this will be his third year in the AFL. Yep. The first year he had a good, you know, good first year as a as a youngin. Yeah. And he sat out all of his second year through pneumonia and shoulder. But um, they've always pegged him as there's something special there. So it'd be interesting to see. I wonder if he's 
um, qualifiers for the Nab Rising Star. I don't yeah. think Fergie can. No, yeah, I'm not sure. I have to double check that one. He's done on age plus games played. Yeah. But, I mean, he presented well. He marked really well and uh, obviously kicked well. So, even though it's Nab Challenge, it's still you're playing against AFL players. Yeah. He'd, he'd be value for all those super coach and Bloody oath. Oregon stream. Whatever. He's, he's player one of one for me. And, um, I think my team's called the Left Testies. The left, what, left Testies. I don't know. Okay. I come up, last year it was the Cleveland Steamers. See, my rule is you've got to have a pun. Yeah. And it's got to be somebody from your team as yep. a pun. So the Savage oh. Patch Kids was always my favourite. That was the last one I did, Dream Team. Yeah. Shane Savage. I did have Therapist Saints. <laughs> the Therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Connery. Um, by the way, they did another episode of that. The did they really? I said that live. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 40 years. You have to check it out. Had all of them come back. Um, so this year I've got um, the, the Hedge Hodges. Mm. That's... <laughs> But there's the, the age does ultimate draft footy. Yeah. So it's fantasy footy, but there's a draft. Oh, okay. It's the only reason I'm doing it is I want to do the draft. That's and, a really good idea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose interest straight after the draft. Yeah, this is like better than FIFA or something like that, you know? Yeah, this, is, this is legit. It's real. Yeah. I to talk to people. It's like the fantasy games you see on TV that Americans play with baseball yeah. and that. Now they have their own draft and... They meet up. You do it online. Usually the wife thinks it's getting cheated on because he's out there with the boys or something like that. Yeah, what's that? Uh, knocked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it's a couple of movies to be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. it always happens and um, the other thing uh, MCG announced today that uh, dropped the prices for drinks and food yeah I mean they dropped them but I mean, it's still not cheap no I mean, but you know four bucks for a bottle of coke and you're like well you know that's what a survey charge yeah that's it I guess and, something and I mean it's still ten bucks for a salad and eight fifty for some sushi yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, because the, the thing stopping me from eating raw fish at the G was, was the, the price. price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what had me concerned. They've missed two marks there, haven't we? One, it's the yeah. wrong food. Two, yeah. the wrong price point for anybody in the MCG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's no way anyone's going there going, yeah, no, I'll take the $10 salad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and Adelaide came out, Adelaide Oval came out and said, you know, we've had lots of questions and we'll not be putting our prices down. And yeah. Adelaide Oval was just so funny. I, I, I don't understand how they can have near sellouts every game yeah. and still lose money. Yep. <laughs> That's like... And, and then they go back complaining like, surely somebody's got to look at that contract that you signed and start to ask questions. Yeah. Why did we sign it? Could be some dodgy shit going on in the background, I don't know. Maybe John Bannon's in charge of the cricket club yeah. now. <laughs> I know. I have no clue what's going on, but it just fundamentally doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like so it's only a good thing for the MCG because you're going to have well, less less profit per per item, but you know more people actually eating there. Like, exactly. Yeah, I don't think the food prices would be turning anyone away. No. Um, like it's it's not going to be uh, you know it's a dollar cheaper. Right. Phew, we can go to the footy now. Yeah, that's it. But it is going to make people happier. Yeah. And the other main thing is they've um, nicked off all the stupid pricing. Like it's no longer six dollars twenty. Yeah. It's five yeah. flat. Exactly. So it's just going to be quicker. Yeah, and you're sick of just having to funnel around with change while trying to hold four beers in one yeah. hand and a pie in the other. Um, as long as they got fucking pay pass. Yeah, well, which is all I bloody use now anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if they got like a eight dollar entry on the turnstile or something <laughs> like the old swimming pools. <laughs> I wonder if um, all the other because that's only the the main food venues. Yeah. So what about um, you know like there's Red Rooster and shit and. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I think they'll probably be exempt. They'd probably. Just do whatever be, they want. Yeah, they'd probably just be letting out that space, I'm guessing, for the actual food contractors. In a way, I hope that they are staying the same price because then you've got a good A-B test. Yeah, true. Yeah. See if um, more people will now buy from the regular snack stands yeah. or if people just don't care. Yeah, it stays the same. Yeah, people still bring in hot dog in a thermos or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I think at most I go and buy a drink at the footy and that's about it. Yeah, me too. Like... Maybe I might buy a pie if I'm hungry, but yeah. I'm, I'm more inclined to wait until afterwards. Yeah, exactly. But, beforehand. I mean, there is something special about buying a pie at the footy. And that's exactly right. That's just sort of... For me, it was always a pie or a hot dog, but you need those yeah. big, fat, red saveloys. Uh, you, you, yeah, you don't get them in Melbourne. I don't, I don't even see them. I haven't seen them anywhere in years. You no. see them in country football yeah. canteens. That's <laughs> the ones that are a good inch and a half yeah. thick. Yeah, <laughs> and like they smell like a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know it's the same ones I had last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the yep. water's the same. <laughs> yep. Like they brag about all this footlong shit. Don't care, man. Show yeah. me the go. Yeah, exactly right. That's, it. That's what it's all about, apparently. That's what I keep telling them. <laughs> um, 
So with the NAB, the only other match I caught some of on the radio was Adelaide and North, and it sounded all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Adelaide were up and about for a bit, and then you know let North come back, and they still come through. But yeah, um, it was interesting to hear that Majak was still running around, mm. um, and you know took some nice grabs and stuff like that. But yeah. got to be the last roll of the dice for him, surely. Well, that's uh, I was thinking of having a conversation with someone on Twitter um, about it. They asked um, what's going on with the trial, and I was like, that's right, this guy has uh, um, for some serious charges. But it seems like I don't know. There's a Seems like they're waiting to see how good he is first, and then they'll decide what happens in the trial. Well, I mean, these kind of trials, they're not, they're not quick. Yeah, and um, I think with all the fuckery in the Milne case, it's kind of you would think they would get people to sort of expedite these cases and make sure that minimise the risk of police interference and whatever dodgy shit was going on in that case. Well, yeah, but at the end of the day, you still got a process, and you know and that's it. And there's a lot of um, people involved, so I mean, they're not going to rush it because he's famous. Yeah, well, that's true. It just seems that you'd want to find out that sort of stuff first before you put someone up as a role model. But Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how he goes this year because Benny Brown stamped his claim for the North. Yeah. And, I mean, from, from the games you watched of Majak, he just didn't have the the hip strength to be able to um, bust through people and he got taken down a bit too easy. Core so strength, be, yeah. He skipped leg day. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that's been worked on over the off-season. But oh, we said it a hundred times, though. He's he's had years in the system. Yeah. It's uh, not like he's new. Wait, his first run around. Jared, Jared, yeah, it looked all right. Took goal too, I think. Yep. So, yeah, it's... Um, be very interesting because uh, they're, they're a tall side and it might mean that Petrie can run up the ground a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think you'll give him that extra um, permanent that, that fixture up top. second option yeah. Yeah, that they've been dying for. Yeah. I mean, they had, um, is it Aaron uh, Heath? They had Black? Oh, yeah. Um, Aaron, Aaron Black, wasn't it? No. God, I can, I can even see him having a kit. Yep. Um, he, I thought it was played all right every time I saw him. But yeah, yeah. He just never left him in. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Lindsay Thomas, I think he's in trouble again for something. Uh, so, rough conduct. He got a fine. Oh, okay. At the MRP today. Which, I mean... It's kind of funny getting rough conduct in a game of AFL. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seems a bit stupid. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> not rough enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, oh, I don't know, man. You look like you're trying to hurt some feelings there. Yeah. <laughs> it it's kind of does seem like a bit of like a principal pulling year 12 kids into the office or something like yeah. that. And I think because you grow up in that system and you've always been really good at what you've done and you've been playing with the best teams, the best coaches, and you've always, always been under this sort of environment where you know you're good at what you're doing. Yeah. And it seems like that little boys club carries on through AFL <laughs> good to see until they do something real fucking stupid and realise hang on I can't do this shit anymore because no. we've got Twitter and people have got cameras on their phones now nah I mean it's still it's silly getting reported for a bloody pre-season game yeah exactly I have to check I reckon Dermy's been reported for a few yeah over the yeah. years oh, hang on. didn't he stomp on someone's head during a pre-season game probably Peter Caven I'm, I'm pretty sure there's not like You're term different. friendly in Dermot's no <laughs> Vocabulary when it comes to games. Yeah. yeah anyway, it'll be... Um, and that's right. The other thing I heard, um, two seconds of the Geelong game. Yep. And they said they had uh, Mitch Clark in the goal square, Hawkins down the ground, Posiadley... Uh, not Posiadley, rather. Uh, Kirsten up forward as well. So yep. they've recruited um, more tools and it looks like they're just moving the spine. Yeah. And, and moving Hawkins away from the goal square. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, maybe they're just sort of playing around preseason, and I think it's a good time to sort of anticipate what we do if certain injuries happen, especially yeah. people under a cloud. You know, can people perform? Well, geez, they got they got backups for their tools. Yeah, and that's, that's the the sort of in need position for all the clubs at the moment is just get good tall players. Yeah, because not for Geelong, for yeah, fuckloads of exactly, them. and that's going to be a good trade bait for them coming out of it. I think with the Hawks, the good thing is that everyone just wants to go there. And so they're just picking up the, the holes that they need or plugging the holes that they've got. Well, Spud Frawley played like a bit of a Spud by all accounts. I didn't, like I said, I didn't see all of it. But, yeah. you know, it takes time to, to learn. But That's um, it. I, it, it. The Geelong lineup, though, made me think of what would the Hawks do? Because you've got Frawley now. So you've got Frawley, yeah. Lake, Gibson, Showermakers are all key backmen. So I thought, what if you throw Showermakers forward? And then put Ruffhead into as a ruck rover because oh, yeah. nobody has his height and his 
um, sort of agility, mobility, and agility, yeah. and, and confidence in his hands. Like, yeah, maybe he's going to be playing more in the in the middle this year, which would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be really good to see, and it'd be interesting to see. I mean, if he starts in the middle, but if he's just float and play, maybe the centre half back, centre half forward role in that little zone there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when um, the scores started to get a little one-sided in the Collingwood game, yep. um, Jack Dunstan went to fullback, or, you know, loose man in yeah. defence, I should say. Yeah. Um, and did all right. Yeah. And, I mean, he's the same sort of player that's got that agility and that skill to sort of Chris Tarrant style. I reckon he'd play back just while he plays forward. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but he just reads the ball so well. Yeah. And it seems like it just took him a while to find his feet. Not at Hawthorne, but when he was down Adelaide or well, yeah, Adelaide, was Well, it? he played one year at Adelaide yeah. and then came straight back and, you know, he's been in the grand final every year since the yeah. Hawks. But, yeah, it'd be good to see um, a few of the other teams um, this week, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess. And also the other thing I saw in the news was um, apparently North Melbourne have asked Glen Archer to join the board, which I think would be a you know, good move, have someone like that around the club. There's another thousand memberships right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe it was Glenn has gone, I'm on the board. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to say no to him. What do you reckon would happen if they announced we got Wayne Carey on the board? Well, I reckon <coughs> Archer would say exactly what he thinks. Yeah. I think they get along at a professional level. So I think they're just too old and shouldn't give a fuck anymore, if I'm honest. At, at some stage it does. But, yeah, I think... But, I mean, from members' side of things, I reckon you'd have just as many walk out as would walk in. Yeah, I think it will be an absolute coup if they manage to get that. I think the members become flooded back because it wouldn't be the new members, it would be the old members that have had enough over the last, you know, 10 years. And I'm going, yes, I'm up for that. But it's interesting because, I mean, they had two great finals wins last year. Yeah. So they're building towards something, you yeah. think. Um, you know, if they slight... If they slide this year, there's a lot of momentum lost. Yeah, and I mean, if you had if you had Kerry and Archer on the board, you could sell tickets to the board meeting, to the AGMs. Oh, wouldn't you? That'd be sensational. You need um, um, Paul McDermott or someone in the middle to host it yeah. <laughs> on either side. Dana. Dana Andrew, White. Andrew Denton, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Dana White, we had a UFC event on... Yeah, 180, whatever it was. 184, I think it was. Yeah, poor old uh, Kat Zingano. Oh, you feel for it, don't you? F- first off, gets done in 14 seconds. So she she gets one of the quickest ass whippings of her life. Yeah. And then has to interview with Joe Rogan, and, which seemed to go on for five yeah. rounds. <laughs> yep. Got pounded twice in the one night. Yep. And I think there's just something that must make it extra insult, not insulting, but just must it must piss you off if someone beats you so easily and then consoles you. <laughs> well, what can you do? You know, you can't do anything. You know, you wouldn't want to, but it's like you just kick my ass, and now you're telling me it's okay. It's, yeah. it's not okay, man. <laughs> and I think, I think with with Ronda, to be honest, I don't think we'll ever see what Ronda's capable of because you need someone to push her. Yeah, I think in order for us to see the best of Ronda, we will need to have had her exist as she is now, and also be born in like five years or something. Yeah, because it's it's shallow. Yeah, the women's division. Yeah, and um, we were talking about it at training the other night. Um, Misha Tate is the, the number one contender yeah. for her, and she can't beat her. No, there's yeah. no interest in, in watching that for that fight. No, no one wants to see Tate two, uh, three. Yeah, and even in, in that fight, I think, I mean, Kat was frustrated because she got beaten easily by a little mistake. Yeah, one mistake. But but the thing is, that's the sign of a really great fighter. Yeah. If you can make someone, you can beat someone so easily and so quickly and make them go, but, you know, that's not supposed to happen. I was too yeah. quick, I was going to do this so I know how to get out of that it's and, like and, you do but and you do it. the nature of submissions too is that she's fine they yeah, could, they could exactly. have started that fight again and had a second fight right there exactly. and then and nobody's worse for wear but and that's what I want to see as an example for um, sort of that preconceived idea from people who aren't in the know of MMA being aggressively violent you know what I mean and yeah. it can be but Unlike boxing, if there's a boxing match and it, it's finished in 14 seconds, somebody's, so, somebody's hurt. Yeah, somebody's going to the hospital yeah. just to get checked out. Whereas these two, they just stood up and... Hug yeah, and go, do it again. The doctor would have said, you're right, you're right, yeah, on you. Yeah, that's it. And I think in that fight, well, from my perspective, it looked like Cat just made two mistakes. And I think <coughs> the first one, when when she... Then even the rushing in, like, I don't so I much mind that. No problem with that. But, I mean, um, she's trying something. She's yeah, like, I'm going to rush yeah. in and put her off. And she got that takedown. Like, she got the best position. But, see, I'm not sure it's a bit hard to say without sort of going through that motion. But it seemed like she almost had her pinned to the yeah. down. And Ronda's rolled over and looked like she's followed her. Well, um, I saw in one of the interviews um, that Ronda was saying she uh, instinctively went to judo mode, which is don't put your back yeah. on, the, on the mat. 
But I think with um, how big Cat is and how strong she is in her, her background, I think she could have like based out and probably got Ronda not to roll over. But here's the theory that I had. I'm thinking that Cat was probably obviously training a lot to defend the armbar. And as soon as she hit the ground, she would have been training for ages, months to follow yeah. Ronda's hips. As soon as she moves around, follow the hips and roll over. And so I think, and I'm not saying this is right, I'm not sure, but um, it looked like she, I reckon she could have based in and pinned Ronda and had a more dominant position. But instinctively from training, she just started to roll with it. Yeah. And then the second mistake, roll, roll obviously, was just out. leaving that hand out. Yeah. And I, I, can, I reckon I can bet, bet you that 10 times out of 10 in training, she wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's just in that situation. It's 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 all that happening, and she's like, you know, almost had it, almost had it. But that that arm was out there for a long time, too. way too long. Yeah. And then you saw once um, Ronda, you know, swept her own arm back, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's it. And you see that one little transition of the hips yeah, to sink it, it right was, under, and that was done. Once she was below that elbow, yeah, was there, that's it. Yeah, and and I think, yeah, like I said, in training she she wouldn't do any of that sort of stuff, but um, with Ronda, I'm. I'm just she's so dominant and she's had that sort of fire and venom in the media with this one she wasn't like that at all she's very respectful but I think she just gets people to have to consider how they're going to approach the the fight emotionally and mentally and you know I want to be relaxed happy and and I think seems especially with her as soon as you start having to think about what you're supposed to feel like you've already lost that battle that mental battle you see Ron's the same every time just focus go in there yep 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 and you see Kat trying to like enjoy the weekend and not let the pressure get to her. And I think there's a case to say, hey, let the pressure get to you. Just let you react how you react. And you get in the fight, you should be able to have that instinct to switch off everything and get that, that tunnel vision. And kind of like, you know, racing car drivers, when you forget the speed, you forget everything's going past, you always see that little bit of road in front of you. Yeah. And Ronda does that perfect. And I think her opponents need to be in that sort of mindset to be better prepared. I mean, she's the best in the world by a margin. So yeah. what does it matter? And I mean, now she's running two careers. Yeah. Like she's having a layoff before her next fight because she's off shooting movies and shit. Yeah. You know, which I think speaks more um, to like you were saying, how she's so calm and, and respectful and everything. Like she's not trash talking, yeah. cutting down. But exactly. She's got a reputation to keep for the other half of her yeah, career. Exactly. Whereas, you know, somebody like John Jones doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of, John Jones. Yep. Um, brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> that was awesome. That was amazing. The, the fake fight with uh, Rumble Johnson. It's, Rumble. It's, it's, I love seeing shit like that. Yep, that was awesome. And like they had him hook, line, and sinker. Yep. They, they got had him. me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I was watching <laughs> it going, oh shit. And then, no, nah, no. Nah. Just see him laugh. Just messing around. And it's good to see that too, between, you know, obviously two just huge beasts that are going to go toe to toe pretty soon. But it's like I've always said, the trash talking is just silly because you're, yeah. you're going to fight. Exactly. I mean, yep. and it's no use trying to trash talk the champion because his head's there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. What um, yep. That's why it's funny when you see, you know, people try and do it to like Anderson Silver back in the day. Yeah. And GSP. I'm like, really? What are, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I've been really impressed with um, Johnson's uh, sort of, his demeanor and his results since he's come back to the UFC well, and he's like, he, maintained weight. Um, look, everyone, I don't think anybody's picking Rumble Johnson to win. No. Um, but it's a great story. Yeah. Um, to come back, you know, from his multiple, um, Missing weight missing weights, every bloody yeah. time, and um, to now be you know beating um, Gustafsson is no yeah. small feat. I mean, and that's like massive. He did. Jesus, yeah, he, he beat him, bum rushed him, and just <laughs> that was that. Um, There's no uh, contentious about it. Yeah. Um, it'll be uh, a real rocky story if, and, he, and, if he gets up. And also, what I was impressed with the, the respect that he showed Gustafsson after the fight, like yeah. in the media and that, saying, like, "I feel bad because you know he was supposed to have this title fight yep. against Jones, and then." Jones gets injured and then he no, gets he injured. Out. Then it was Vitor supposed to fight him and all that sort of stuff happened. He's like, and now, you know, he's been pushed down the rung again because he's lost. And I think but, that's the good attitude to have. The but, other fight I've been impressed with, actually, in that respect is Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Who um, had the, was it Kevin Gastelum who was fought against a while ago and Kevin missed weight? Kevin missed weight, yep, for the last time. Yeah. So um, um, Tyron was supposed to get 30% of his person like that. And refused it. Refused it, yeah. yeah. He said, look, I don't, I don't want it. You know, he's been through a whole camp. I know what it's like to need that money, so let him have it. Either way, if you give it to me, I'm going to find a way to give it back to him. So Yeah, good on him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. It's you, you, Anything he gives up there, he's going to make up on the back end anyway. Yep. And um, it's fan sentiment and whatnot. And I mean, it's got the little smelling of the sort of start of some sort of brotherhood between the fighters, maybe turn into a union or something like that. You reckon? Well, I think that's that's how it's going to start out with that respect that we know how Zuffer reacts to exactly, unions. and that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I wonder how Dane is sort of preparing for this little thing. Well, he's got bloody court cases coming out of his ass. And, yeah. Um, 
yeah, keep, is there more to say on that? Because there's something mm. else I want to say. No, uh, because um, you know, it's been one of the worst years on record for the UFC since Zuff has mm. been involved. Because you've had um, you know, multiple fights cancelled because of um, injuries. Yep. Um, Pay per views ruined because yep. of it. You know, you've got basically undercards main eventing because yep. no one else left. Yep. You've got um, more um, people pissing hot than yep. ever, including your, the the saint. Yeah. Exactly. In Anderson Silva, yeah. who's now got to admit to what it was. And then yeah. you've got um, up and comers <laughs> like Hector Lombard, which you know. I think yeah. everyone knew he was doing yeah. it anyway. Yeah. Um, so you got all this coupled with um, a contentious um, Reebok deal that some are speaking out about. And, yeah, you know, that, the, the, that nobody actually knows the details of it yet. Yeah, they just told you, you can't coming. get any responses. <laughs> you know, it's still coming in a couple of months. So you've got all this shit coming on. On top of that, Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather's just been signed. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is the worst thing that could have happened for the USA. Yep, um, exactly. Because I, I would... Every every UFC fighter is going to watch that fight. Every UFC fan. Dana watch will be fight. ordering it on pay per view. Dana will be watching that. No, <laughs> yeah. he'll be ringside. Yeah, yeah. You need to guarantee it. Yeah. Um, so they needed a win. Yeah. Um, you've had Ronda get the fastest um, title fight victory ever. Yeah. So that's not bad. On the same weekend that Cyborg got a forty nine second KO, just bum rushed yeah. some chicken and Victor. Both on the same day. Yeah, it was. Um, they could have, uh, they should have met up and fought in the afternoon. Well, I thought, I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought there was going to be a little bit of a hey, this is um, because Dana was at the Invicta fights that yeah. that that weekend. He's already said not interested and um, not interested at catch weight. Yeah, and I saw a photo. I think it was on um, Cyborg's Instagram, and she's weighing yeah. in at one seventy. Yeah, I think it was one seventy five. One seventy five. Yeah. So I mean, there's forty pounds yeah. to cut to to Ronda's weight. So not going to happen. It might be. The women's MMA equivalent of Manny versus Mayweather. Yeah, it will yeah. happen in five years' time. Yeah, and so, I think I think with, I mean, there's really it's getting a case, and I mean, I think I do kind of want to see it. Of course you do. If, no, no, if Fronda could fight a man, really? Yeah, I want to see her like fight in the same weight division, not obviously top tens or anything like that, because I mean. I'd feel really bad if she went there and got fucking smashed. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that was a really well, bad thing to say. I mean, it's it's happened in tennis. Yeah, uh, I think even one of the Williams sisters tried it. They said they could beat anybody inside the top two hundred. No, yeah. outside the top two hundred, and the two hundred and sixth guy beat yeah. them back to back. That's right. Yeah. Um, but okay, if you want Ronda to fight a man, um, who who would step up? And I'm not. Um, I don't mean pick names. I mean, why would you? What have you got? To- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The game. Cody Bollinger. 
I mean, great. Because <laughs> uh, he's probably need some cash and yeah. when he smokes cigarettes, he's only got a guillotine. Yeah, him in there. Fuck it, why not? Um, no, Cody McKenzie, sorry. Cody, Cody McKenzie. Bollinger. I'm thinking, who's Cody Bollinger? I thought, Cody all right, Bollinger. you pick someone. Cody McKenzie. Yeah. Maybe. But I mean, <laughs> okay, you win. Yay, you beat a woman. Yeah. Or you lose. Try and live that down. <laughs> exactly. I mean, even if it is Ronda Rousey. And we've seen how that goes on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, she won a grappling match with Uriah Hall. Did she? On the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, yeah, that's right. She went there and, and but, smoked him, but... Yeah, but Rui wasn't really known for his grappling. For his grappling, no. <laughs> yeah. He's known for head kicks. And, and apologising for <laughs> everything. <laughs> and then not living up to expectations. Yeah, but I just want to see, you know, how how much, how far off is she from that sort of... How much can you make up for the genetics and just the, you know, difference in size and bone structure and things like that? How much does it play a part? Well, the Williams sisters couldn't do it in tennis. So I think in MMA... When it's so much more, is yeah. uh, is physical. Maybe the sister, William sisters should have fought the other dude. Maybe they had a better <laughs> chance. <laughs> I'd like to see, um, you know, what about uh, Gabby Garcia? Yeah. Well, but again, she... you're not going to get it at 135 pounds. No. Like, remember, probably maybe five months ago when she posted that pic because she was getting losing weight yeah. for MMA. Holy shit. Yeah, she looked like... doesn't look good. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, great. You, you look fit. Yeah. Unbelievably fit, but... Doesn't look that's... right. No. Yeah, it looks like there might be some issues. Yeah, it looks like she's been on the supermodel cocaine diet or something and just yeah. <laughs> not eat, don't sleep, yeah. stay awake because it was like instantaneous. All of a sudden, she was just like twice the size of Wonderlay and yep. all of a sudden, she's, you know, trim, petite. That photo of her standing next to Wonderlay and then Last. the photo in the bathroom where yeah. it, yeah, I, I mean, not psychologists, obviously, but people were throwing around body dysmorphia and, yeah. and things like that. But yeah. anyway, if you know. It makes yeah. her happy and she's she's okay. She's not harming herself. If she asked me, I'd say, yeah, looking great. Go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Beautiful, sweetie. <laughs> I mean, she's sort of in the same boat as Rhonda, is, you know, struggling yeah, to find definitely. Um, challenges. Well, do you reckon there's uh, competition? Because we know with the um, judo championships coming up and um, there have been contentious issues with UFC being a sponsor and Scotland actually got stripped of, of their hosting of the um, judo tournament. I didn't know this. Yeah, um, it was all all born out of um, UFC sponsorship of judo. We know the issues that the Judo Federation have yeah. had with the UFC, which seems ridiculous. Stupid. Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, they basically, if you want to compete at the top level at judo, you can't compete in any other combat sports. So yeah. no jiu-jitsu, no MMA, no boxing, nothing. Yeah. Which does nothing for their top athletes. It just no. pisses them off if they want to go and make money elsewhere. Exactly. Anyway, keep going. And, and um, so they, they, yeah, they kicked out the UFC... The- uh, sponsorship, and they said that you know it was uh, contravening some laws or whatever the fuck they were saying, and um, um, too so, much money, yeah, apparently. too much money going in there. Is that their problem? They don't, they don't like it. Well, they like money, yeah. And I thought perhaps there's a case for exhibitions of um, judo BJJ sort of rules, where no punching, but you know the, there's no pinning to the ground. You know what I mean? So, well, that's pretty much just BJJ, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. You- you're almost going into Eddie Bravo territory. He's trying to do his um, full contact BJJ. Yeah, but I was more looking at the case for a man fighting a woman. Oh, oh just to try to figure yeah. that out. Oh, well, in grappling, I think they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was that, um, I think her name's, is it Heather Williams? Possibly. Um, she's a jiu-jitsu guy. There's a, a fantastic photo, I think, when she was at Purple Belt fighting Nogi next to some guy who's ripped and yep. they're raising her arm. Oh, yeah. I, jeez, I, oh, I hope that's the right name. Um, but she's she was uh, at purple then, and she's at black belt now. I mean, that's we'll look it up and put it on the website. That's a great it. photo. Um, so you know, grappling, you know, there's a chance. Yeah, uh, um, I think that'd be a good, good tester as well. Yeah, before you allow him to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe stay away from. That. I'd, I'd feel really bad if he actually gets smashed by uh, Cody McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> good old Cody. He, he wouldn't break a. He, he, um, you wouldn't be pissed off. No, anyway. no. Um, geez, I'm thinking back now. There might have actually been a boxing match back in the. Actually, no. I guarantee there's been a boxing match back in the day. Yeah, probably in the 50s and 60s. Well, I remember yeah. seeing online there was a mixed martial arts match where a man beat a boy, a girl beat a boy. But it's the internet, so you don't know how much was staged. Oh, it was on Tosh Point Oh, yeah, that's that's where I saw it. Remember they had like the rematch. Ah, oh, that was a, it. Was a grappling match though. It was, ah, is that what it was? It was in training Sorry. and. Um, yeah, she choked him out. Oh, that's but, right. Uh, I was too, that's man. in training. Yeah. I've tapped the girls before. Yeah, me too. Um, sometimes at uh, training too. Hey, 
Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, to get having a face full of tits. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, way back to what I was saying, um, UFC needed a win. Yeah, needed something. So they got this fight, which lots of people have been talking about. Yep. But the other win they got was announcing their next ep- uh, season of the Ultimate Fighter. Oh yeah. Um, team versus team. Yep. Camp versus camp. That sounds awesome. So it's what the, a great idea. The Black Zillions versus uh, American Top Team. Yep. Yep. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, I remember. I saw it on uh, on the USC page on Facebook, and instantly I went, "Got me." Yep. I'm I mean, there. Yep. I can't wait. Brilliant. Yep. And it's not even even like. That matchup's great, but there's better matchups against different camps, which they're obviously going to go into the future. Well, um, it'd be very interesting if you know one camp you know wins a few more preliminary fights and they've got to fight their own teammates. Yep. You know, really see some. Yep. I've been waiting for this. And the thing is, I'd love to see that break the sort of stigma of fighting your own teammates in the UFC. Yeah, I'd hope so. I want to see who was it that said, "No, nah, we're going to fight. We're going to show that teammates um, still fight each other. We can still be friends." I can't remember who it was. It was a while ago. Got me beat. Can't remember. I tell you who it wasn't. It wasn't Jones and Rashad. Yeah, and it wasn't TJ and Uriah either. No, and it wasn't um, Kane and uh, DC. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's three good examples of going the opposite way where nothing can't fight a teammate. And there's three good examples of fights I'd fucking love to see. Well, yeah, we, only one of them we got to. Yeah. It was Jones and Rashad. Yeah. And Rashad's had a bit of bad luck lately. Yeah, fucking knees. But the other fights on the card... Um, Oh, was, yeah, the, sorry, that's right. The other one I saw was um, Ellenberger and Koshek. Yep. Did you see that finish? Yep, I did. Brutal. Wasn't it? How? It was crazy. Um, you can see it was sitting there for a while, then he's just gone whack and locked it in. Yep. And Koshek's rolled out, and he's just gone nut. Yeah, and, yep. and just hung on to it. Oh, my God, that looked dangerous. It looked like he was sunk in like way before Koshek tapped, but he did well to sort of last long as he did. I think there might have been... Um, I think he actually tried to tap earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And just didn't quite get there, and um, but uh, it was uh, it was deep. Yeah, and the other fight was um, a brutal rear naked choke. It was um, El Kukui. Yes, first um, Clayson Tebow. Yeah, um, which really? is amazing because uh, Tebow's um, you know he's he's legit. Yeah, he's he's no he's no boy. muppet. And um, the thing is, I was expecting you know a sort of a tentative stand-up sort of battle you know what I mean where Gleason is trying to get inside um, Tony Ferguson's reach and Tony Ferguson is trying to stick a move and get around yeah. and probably use his legs and but he's he's gotten better and better I remember him on the Ultimate Fighter he was a bit of a he weird bastard yeah, <laughs> and yeah I think he wasn't as good as what he thought he was but now he's getting to be really good let's say the editors didn't weren't kind to him yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah he's he's Come on, he, he's had quite a few decent fights. I mean, he's been out of the house, the Ultimate Fighter house, for a couple of years now. Yeah, and which, which season was he in? Was he, was he, was in the, he was in the season with Michael Johnson, wasn't he? I don't think so. No. No, because, after, Michael, uh, yeah. because Michael Johnson fought Jonathan Brookins in the final. That's right. And there was another really fucking nasty rear-naked choke on the, I think it was undercard, with Mark Munoz versus... Um, fuck, who did he fight? Hang on, I'll look it up. No, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, he um, got choked out, and the ref's looking straight at him in his eyes. Yep. His eyes are like just rolled in the back of his head. And the person giving the re-naked choke has time to let it go, readjust it, puts it back on again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then the ref's like, I think well, I think you might be out. Yeah. Actually, the person told him. Oh, fuck, I've got to remember who the fighter was. Um, fuck, I'll look it up. Anyway, yeah, he told him, I think he's out. He was a Brazilian fellow. When you, when you can start chatting to the ref, and yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. out, and he's not arguing back. Yeah. It's a good sign. And he, and he saw the guy sort of loosen the choke and then reapply it tighter yeah. with the person who's out unconscious not even putting up a fight. And I mean, technically he didn't tap, but <laughs> you're out yeah. unconscious, that's it. And the ref's got to be looking at that, surely. You've got sure. a really good choke and you know when it's on. Even you yeah. have to be in there. You can see that's in. I've got to look for him to go on it, go on past now. Yeah, well, start talking to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, show me something, show me something. No. Yep. Uh, you know, pull the fight. Yeah. And um, there was another... Fight on the other card with Holly Holm, first fight in the UFC. And Raquel Pennington? Yeah, Raquel Pennington. Yeah. Which I was really excited about that fight, and it wasn't a bad fight, you know. They, it was about what we expected. Raquel found it really hard to try and get inside the reach and range of, yeah. of Holly. And Holly, to be honest, man, she didn't really have a whole lot of sting in her punches, but um, she, her kicks looked pretty nasty. Yeah, um, but again, it, it shows the gap between 
Ronda and the rest of the division. Yeah, exactly. You go, oh, you know, I think she might have even mentioned Holly Holm in, you know, who's your next fight type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. That's it. Cause even Holly said, look, i got to get my feet wet first. Yeah. You know, I'm still new to this sort of thing and, and I'm still trying to figure it all out. But I've, it's just hard to find other fighters for Ronda. All right, you want Ronda to fight a man? Yeah. CM Punk. <laughs> yes Phil Brooks that's, yes. That, that's the fight we've got to see <laughs> we'll do it in a um, Hell in a Cell or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it's already in the cage but that's the other thing I'm excited about with um, the Camp vs. Camp Ultimate Fighter I want to see a, a Mixed Martial Arts Survivor Series Survivor Series <laughs> yeah, Survivor Series you know you've got four people lined up so you tag in one. tag out <laughs> oh you want tags as well yeah tag in tag out Where so you if you you go down you tap somebody out he goes out and you start in the next fight straight away. Yep, where you go. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I guarantee you there's somewhere in Russia those fights are happening right now. Absolutely, absolutely. You've seen those three-on-three three and four-on-fours. Um, yeah, mixed yeah. Last fight. yeah. Yeah, absolute mess. Yeah, isn't it just fucking chaos? And like, there's no point having refs there. they got no idea what's going on. What are they going to do? Yeah. You're going to stop eight mad Russians from fighting? Yeah, that's it. Uh, where are we? And um, what else is on the card? There was another one on the undercard. Tim Means versus... Who was it? Fuck, I want to say... You, you could just... Diego Lima. Okay. Diego Lima. And Diego's a pretty badass stand-up fighter. Tim Means looked fucking nasty. Yeah. Like, it was a serious knockout. It was really, really impressive. And there was, the other card was actually really good for this event. I thought it was a good stand-up fighting across across the whole whole event. And um, the other one was Kid Yamamoto back on the UFC. Yeah, he's back. Looked awesome. Really good, sticking and moving, doing his yep. thing. And an eye poke and... Um, yeah. It, it, Sam, Sam Cecilio, is that who it was? Cecilian, something like that. And they called the no contest. Called no contest. And I mean... They, look, got to figure it out. It, it was getting touched up, but yeah. if it is, if you can't see, you can't see, and you have to not fight. You can't really do that. Yeah, it's but just... as a fan, you want to... No, get back in there, you can't yeah. fight. I know it's one of the things that Joe Rogan's pointed out. You've got a big um, money sponsor like Reebok that does yeah. gear. Yeah. Figure out the gloves. Exactly. Yeah. You know, an eye poke is just such a yeah a, a disappointment. Nobody likes it. Exactly. You know, the fighters don't want it. And- That's it. And the thing is, I mean, the fighters are even willing to fight on through a shot to the nuts, multiple yeah. shots to the nuts. You know, they want to keep on fighting, so was make it-, it so that these injuries aren't going to happen. I could be wrong, but was it Gabriel Gonzaga that got poked in the eye and he's, no, 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 keep fighting, keep fighting. And the ref called it. He goes, no, 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 no. Oh, I think I, so. I don't. If it wasn't Gabriel Gonzaga, it's um, then I'm a racist, and it was another big Brazilian. Um, which you know, I'm, Gabi Garcia. I'm, <laughs> in the men's. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, um, okay, so that was the UFC on the weekend. Uh, yeah. What about the weekend before with Mir versus Bigfoot? Ooh, yeah. Now, I was really impressed by Frank Mir. Really impressed. Because, yeah. I mean, his stand-up has been shit-ass for the last couple of years. But He's been... <coughs> he, 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 every time I've seen him stand-up, he does look like he's shadow boxing. Yeah, that's it. And he just looks too lumpy, like too lethargic and yeah. too bulky bouncing around. But for this one, he got a new boxing coach and actually changed to a, a normal stance instead of the southpaw, which South he usually is. And he said it was intentional because... So when he got the new coach, some of these fundamentals just weren't there, and so he said, "Look, it's going to be better if we just swap sides and we and start clean slate. Scratch. Yeah, instead of trying to unlearn stuff, we can just start learning stuff again." And look, paid off. And people were saying that, um, you know, Bigfoot's chin's gone, and maybe I, they're right. I was, I was yeah. Saying it. The thing is, maybe they're right, but the thing is, I think maybe the TRT gave him an absolute fucking extraordinary chin. Yeah, because anyone getting hit with those punches by heavyweights like you're going to get knocked Hunt out for like, five yeah, rounds exactly still standing yeah you can't be doing that just on that's not having a good chin that's having some extra shit in your system <laughs> like you don't you, no one's born with a chin like that yeah. so I think the knockouts doesn't look good for Bigfoot just on a you know being able to live the rest of your life yeah. sort of sort of scale but I think you still shouldn't take credit away from me for, for what he did it, I mean yeah I saw it my first thought wasn't what a great punch from Mir. Mm. It was, oh, that that didn't look good. Yeah, it looked similar to his knockout loss straight after the Hunt fight. Who was it against? Um, Can't remember. Might have been Vadum. Uh, no, no, no. It was um, Roy Nelson. Yeah, it was too. That's Roy, right. Yeah. yeah. But okay, Roy Nelson's throwing bombs. Yeah, yeah. Frank Mir isn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and even, you know, sometimes when you, you get like a, a Roy... He's throwing this big bomb, or, or Mark Hunt. Remember when he fought Stefan Struve? Yeah, he's throwing this bomb. He's going, "Yep, that got That's him." That's it. Yeah, 
Mir through this, and he was like, right, where's the next one? Yeah, he, yeah. He, even Mir didn't think it was a knockout. Yeah. And, I mean, I love Frank Mir. I love seeing him fight. But where's he go? I'd like to see him see if he could drop down to 205. I can't see that, man. No, nah, too old. Too old. Um, you know, I think he'd be happy picking up, you know, another three or four fights. Well, to finish off because I think he's mid to late thirties now. Yeah, the thing is, he's been around for a long time. A long he's time. so young. Yeah, and had that accident obviously yeah. that robbed him of a few years. And yeah, probably more years than just the accident. So the mental scars of, of that sort of thing and seems to really mess him up. But um, he's, he's flagged Brock Lesnar if he comes back to the UFC and his contract's up in March or something like that. That's actually a fight that I would think would make sense. Me or Lesnar three? Yeah, yeah. I guess it it, it makes sense. Because um, we, let's face it, if Brock comes back, we don't want to see him versus JDS. We don't want to see him yeah. versus Kane because yeah. he's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah, exactly. Alistair Overeem. I mean, the man that yeah. retired him. Yep. Well, not retired him, but fought in his last fight. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a worthwhile fight as well. Andre Arlovsky. Arlovsky would be a pretty awesome fight, actually. What about Roy Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all good fights for me. They are all good fights. Uh, for Not for me, sorry. For um, Brock. Brock. And they are good fights, and I think there are a lot that make sense for Brock, but you've got to see who's coming up to the title picture because there's not many people that are really going to challenge Kane. Well, I mean, if Kane can get up there and fight. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I mean, you've got Verdum, but I don't think Verdum will beat Kane. No. Um, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. But, I mean, Kane's obviously, his cardio for a heavyweight is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. There's nobody ever in the heavyweight division that's been yeah. like that. Or maybe Randy Couture, but he wasn't there. Yeah. And I still remember when Kane fought a juiced up Bigfoot, yeah. you know, and the size difference was huge, yeah. but you just saw Kane go, nut tonight, son. Just, just keeps working. Yeah. I'm just went straight forward, bang, bang, bang. And that was all she wrote. I think probably the best thing that happened to Kane was that knockout by JDS, the first yeah. ever Fox, Fox card. Yeah. The one that went 30 seconds or something. Yeah. And it seems after that, he's just sort of made a mission. Like, you know, I really have to make up for this. It's not going to happen again. Yeah. But, I mean, you you want to see him fight with Vadum because yep. he's got a chance to beat him. Because yep. um, do you really want to see JDS Kane 4? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, who else does JDS fight? Well, maybe Josh Barnett. Be interesting. But, I mean, he he lost his last fight to yeah, DC. No, I think it was um, Travis Brown. He lost the decision to Brown. No, I think he got elbowed in the head till he just fucking passed out. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think he went for a takedown. And it was just bang, 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 the start of the head, and that was it. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Travis Brown. That's when Travis Brown was on that tear before he got stopped by... Um... Who the fuck stopped him again? Travis Brown. No, oh, I can't even remember. Don't matter. He lost two, yeah. But, um, it's, yeah, it seems like you're getting that bit of a rift in the heavyweight division as well. The, yeah, it... it... There's the the top, but there's so many good fights in the heavyweight division yeah, right now yeah. um, that you kind of forgive it. Yeah, um, that the title's out of the picture a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh well, they got the interim title now. Yeah. Um, but you know they're signed on to fight. Yeah, and I mean they've signed on Crocop and a couple of the old boys back again. Crocop, I, I I'm a massive fan of Crocop. Um, yeah. When he come on and said, you know, this is what I do. This is what I fight. Yeah. I keep going. Um, again, somebody you think that the, the chins might have left him. Yeah. But he's still, it's still nostalgia. Yeah, and I think he actually did get signed after having a meeting with Bellator. I think that was what happened. So you reckon it was a little bit? Let's just try yeah. and keep it in house. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. And I mean, maybe it was his plan all along. He knew that if he goes to Bellator, then UFC got thrown off because they obviously want yeah. to don't want to give up any share of the market. And I mean, you got Rampage come back again. Yeah, maybe in the lightweights. I've always liked Rampage. Yeah, um, oh, entertaining. That's for sure. Exactly. Um, it's a shame that um, I even heard them say today that he gets a lot of um, hate through social media and stuff like that, which yeah. all the athletes do. Yeah, exactly. But it, it gets to him yeah. a little bit, which is a shame. Yeah. He just seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, he just <laughs> seems like someone who, I mean... This is what he does. Yeah, and he's by his own mission, he's not the smartest bloke, but he just wants to be left to fuck alone and chill out. Just like, wants to fight. Yeah. to fight, make money, leave me the fuck alone. That season of uh, Ultimate Fighter with oh. him and Forrest Griffin... Yeah. Yeah, one of the favourite seasons just that to was, watch him going at it. Excellent, it was fucking hilarious. Like, there's one thing I'd love just to hang around um, Rampage because it'd be fucking funny. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Um, and everything would be sponsored by Monster. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting for him when Reebok sponsorship kicks in. He's got to give up the Monster one. Oh, really? 
Well, maybe if he can't if he's can't have other sponsors because everything in his gym is sponsored by Monster. Yeah, true. But I saw the, the last UFC was main, mainly sponsored by Monster. It was right in the so, center of the ring. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't know. There's usually the Harley Davidson sign in there, isn't it? Yeah, but maybe they're going to jump on board as the the second big sponsor. Could be too. Could be too. Because I don't think that's been announced yet. Hasn't it? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, you ought to put money on it being Gatorade or someone like that. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, maybe they don't want Gatorade. Oh, I. I I don't know if they're that fussy. Yeah, I, I think, think they, whoever, whoever stumps up, money. The, <laughs> whoever stumps up the most chips <laughs> yeah, is going to get it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, when you're in casinos, that's just what you do. Um, and while you you mentioned Josh Barnett, you re- uh, reminded me of something. Um, have you have you seen what Metamorris have done? Yes, they've held a secret tournament. Yeah, to find in California to find the next challenger for the heavyweight title, which Josh Barnett currently owns. Yeah, what a great idea. Yeah, I think I'm it's excellent straight yep. away. Yep. Um, it, it's uh, they're going to release it online, um, like a, like periodically. a serial. Yeah. yeah, so like the Ultimate Fighter or yeah. the Lord Irvin um, Kumite. Yep, um, I'm I'm in. I'm yep. sold. And I think one of the really good things about this is that it keeps the heat going after a Metamoros event. Yeah, because what's killing them is that Metamoros comes, sweet, amazing event. You talk about it for a week, then you forget yeah. about Metamoros. Six months, twelve months yep. later, until you hear, oh, Metamoros booked another one. No, yep, sweet, he's fighting. Yeah, they're fighting, and then you don't hear nothing again until the actual day of the fight. Yep. And, you know, they're great events. I really like them. I really enjoy them. But I think they need to keep the momentum going. You know, through and, the and this is obviously an attempt to to do something like yeah. that, and a great attempt. Yeah, and um, and the thing is, unlike the judo world, they've done it right. And it's all kosher with um, UFC. Yep. They have UFC cross promotions, you know. They yep. have their own. And I mean, obviously, it started by a Gracie, so you'd hope that they'd be somewhat nice, wow. but yeah, yeah. I guess. Families being families. Yeah, but I guess, you know, sort of the Gracie patronage to UFC is sort of gone now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you'll be banning for Crone. He'll be the only one coming in, I think. But no, I think, yeah, it'll be good for Madame Morrison, good for Jiu Jitsu overall you know because yeah. especially you know we've got the bowler tournaments in melbourne and things like that it's it's good to filter down through the smaller ranks as well, well. it's very interesting you mentioned that because that's what i was thinking was they've had this secret tournament for heavyweights for the yeah. Morris. the next bowler is going to be heavyweights as well so i wonder wow. if you know a couple of the, the runners up or something like that there yep. might be yeah guys how do you feel like a trip to australia exactly yeah so that could happen and i mean you think maybe even they'll try and get in touch with Morris because I mean, at the moment, maybe they're not trying to compete with Metamorris, you know what I mean? No. They're a smaller level, and that's what their, their market is, and they're doing it very well. And so you would think there'd be a mutual benefit to sort of team up and say, hey, look, you know, some guys aren't going to fight in your card, but we've got a card as well. Send them over there. We'll see how they go. At the end of the day, uh, you'd think the majority of their um, uh, fans are coming via the internet. Yeah. So it's it's not like um, they're competing for space or, yeah. or Twitter or um, tickets. Exactly. So... If you're interested in Metamorris, you're going to be interested in Boa. Yeah, that's I mean, it. And let, let's face it, you've got the, the best of the best are at Metamorris. Yeah. So, and it works vice versa. Yeah, I don't think there was a person that... You know, there's probably um, 400 people at the Boa, and I yeah. don't think there was one person there that hadn't bought the last Metamorris. Yeah, exactly. Or gone to the gym to watch it. And that's it. It's not like you go, oh, I bought Metamorris, so I'm not going to watch Boa. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? It just doesn't happen. No. And, and, and look, there's been... Um, that I'm aware of at least two people that have fought at Boa and Metamoris being yeah. Kit Dale and um, yeah. uh, Roberto Satoshi yep, yep. Um, so you know there's crossover and I mean it seems like it's getting you know the the word out now about jiu-jitsu tournaments and you think people would have an eye on on competing in these things and be trying to seek them out as opposed to the organisations having to try and find fighters from oh, around the place they got people putting their hands up there's no no worries about that yeah um, it, it's good to see there's a little bit of money behind it as well. Yeah. I'm um, getting towards it. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I don't know if this was uh, fair ink or not, but I, I did read that they'd, um, for the next Metamorris, they'd signed Chael versus um, Bubaloo. Wow. Which would be interesting. Be interesting, um, yeah. Uh, a, a, a good fight, but I, I don't know if that was serious or if it was rumours or not. Yeah, or if it was Uncle Chael just being Uncle Chael. Uncle Chael being Uncle Chael. Who knows? <laughs> I heard him going on about something. Someone called the name nickname Bubblegum. Well, that was probably Bubble was that Bubbleu. It probably yeah. was. That's what I'm guessing. That's what what he's trying to hype up at the moment. And I mean, Shay was working for Sportsnet now, isn't he? ESPN for doing the MMA rap. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. So um, because he got kicked off of Fox or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's no hard feelings. His his behalf is just I did it. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it's got to go. Oh, he's um, he's got a career to look after now, which is talking as much as it is fighting. So, yes, if he can, you know, roll around on the mats in unsanctioned events, and yep. you know, people will watch. 
And also today I saw um, Big John McCarthy just start his own podcast. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. I fucking know they would. Because I've seen... Um, I've heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast and yeah. it was interesting as fuck. Yeah. And I saw some... Wasn't I sure it was an interview with him or he was talking on Twitter to someone and he was saying him and one of the other refs, might have been Herb Dean or something like that, they actually Skype and talk about fights and like different things about what you should do and shouldn't do and different yeah. positions. And um, It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I know that like he runs his own gym and that kind of stuff and yeah. loves the fight game. Yeah. And I think he's been involved since UFC 2. <sighs> I know what it was. It was... Um, I remember on Jory's podcast, he had the that other fight announcer who was in a glam rock band in the eighties or something, a Canadian fella. But he was like he was like an encyclopedia of mixed martial arts. Yeah. Really nice guy and really really down to earth. And he was like the Joe Rogan of Canada more or less. But right, okay. But they both had like the same respect for each other. You know what I mean? They both yep. enjoy each other's work and they're both very good at what they do. And he was saying that yeah, um, when he interviewed John McCarthy, that him and I don't think it was Herb Dean, but another up there right, prime okay. um, ref. They were looking at Demetrius Johnson versus one of his title fights. And they were discussing just this little push that Demetrius Johnson does to yeah. his opponents. Just like a little you know, inch punch, more or less. But what it's doing is just putting them off balance and out of the range just a little bit. Yeah. Because they used to be fighting and punching at a certain distance. And it's just enough to put them off. But if you're not looking for it, you don't notice it. I, I do remember <laughs> hearing... Um, I might have heard a snippet of that conversation before. Yeah. And it's like those little things that... I'm fascinated that the refs are actually looking at these things and he said they were talking about it for half an hour. <laughs> well, that's great though. I mean, because I've always thought, especially at the USC level, yep. the, the refs have been fantastic yep. for, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. The, the judges aren't. Judges are terrible. The The level of professionalism between yep. the two is, is a, a gaping hole. And, yep. you know, Big John and Herb are the best two going around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, very interesting. And the thing is, with the, obviously the 10-point must scoring system isn't, ideal for mixed martial arts it's just a matter of finding out what is but in my opinion I think for mixed martial arts it shouldn't be a fight about rounds I think if you if you're the most fucked up at the end of the fight the other person wins because yeah. it, should, mean, it should keep on going it shouldn't be you run for rounds one and two and almost die at round three but you still win the fight yeah. I just don't think that's the way that mixed martial arts is it's really aimed at it's not like supposed to be a simulation of a fight to the death more or less more or less yeah and so i think the ultimate damage at the end should count for more so okay let's go not sure how to work it into it though the the most obvious example of that i i can think of is um jackson versus machida who for me jackson won on points the first two rounds and then machida fucked him up in the third yeah Yeah. so you'd score that for machida yeah yeah i think look i mean it's legitimate i mean there's reason to to think that way yeah it's just a matter of how you get someone to correctly judge that because it's still yeah, going to be faulty. It's still, yeah, it's still up for human I mean, interpretation. Until we can get sort of medical technology up to a, a point where you can sort of give someone a CT scan and they say, well, he's got this fucked up and this fucked up, so the other guy wins the fight. No, it's <laughs> got to be who's got the most hit points left. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> then you can, you can yeah, have a, a live heart monitor reading yeah. and have the red bars across the bottom and you yep. see when they're out. Yep. I don't want to see the finish him. <laughs> <laughs> the next step is fatalities. Obviously. Yeah. And I think that also will cut out a lot of the the stalling and sort of the lay and pray kind of fighting because I think damage has to count for a lot more than what it does. Yeah. Yep. And like the, the ultimate end of the fight isn't necessarily the end of a fight, if that makes sense. Like that's the end of this being a competition. But yeah. we're trying to see who's the best fighter. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is still a sport, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the first step they've got to do is get people judging who have actually been mixed martial artists yeah. or in mixed martial arts. You would have hoped it would have happened by now. Yeah. What are we, UFC 180, whatever, on yeah. the weekend. I, think, I mean, they only got rid of Keith Kaiser last year, I think, out of the commission, so you would hope to it's, see changes coming. Well, I mean, I think Big John's allowed to ref in Nevada now, so it's a plus. It's a start. Yeah, but still way behind it. And you see how frustrated like Dan and that are, but they can't but say they can't anything. do anything. I yeah. can't say anything outright because I know that just comes back to bite them in the ass when yeah. they've got to go to the commissions for anything. But, oh, well, they're the biggest player in the game. So, That's it. Um, yeah. I, I don't watch um, much of the, the other minor leagues or, or um, lesser promotions or anything. So I wonder if they have the yeah. same same sort of problems. But, you know, it's just, at the end of the day, it's a rub of the green type of stuff. But yep, just means so much more in the fight game when you've only got you know 20 fights in your career if you're lucky exactly and, and losing one fight can set you off on a different path yeah and I mean and also with UFC starting to come into Melbourne and they've got their first one in Adelaide coming up soon as well that open workout today for it I yeah. think maybe it's a chance to Australia be proactive and get you know right people in the right places for judging because it, it would be 
the Australian what commission would would run that? Judging for UFC in Australia, I have no clue. Yeah, something might have to find out because I'm not sure if. I mean, I know some MMA judges, and I still don't know what the commissions are. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because um, it could be either really shit or it could be a massive success. But I mean, we've had UFC events in Australia before. And yeah, I haven't but noticed any real issues? I don't think we've only. Oh no, we've had one pay per view, haven't we? The rest have been fight nights. Uh, we had I'm, one before that actually had fight nights on Fox. Yeah, so. I'm not even sure if, it, if there was a pay per view. I know there's been yeah. plenty of fight nights. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, but I mean, Edhead Stadium is going to be a title fight, whether it's, uh, it's pay per view or or Fox. Yeah. It has to be huge because there, there could be nothing worse for them to to finally get into Eddie Head and sell you know twenty thousand tickets. Yep. That's yeah, going to be a, that's going to be a massive loss. And they've done it every time they've gone to a a new market. Yep. Um, and you know Melbourne's a new market. It's it's. The yeah. premier sporting location of Australia. Yep. Yep. Um, they've they've thrown everything at it. Yep. Exactly. So um, you know when we I mean it hasn't been announced yet, but we're we're expecting you know September or, or yeah. November November aren't we? November yeah. We're expecting. And Dana said in the the pre fight presser for UFC one eighty four, he said Melbourne's definitely happening. Yeah, but I mean, Dana's known to yeah. <laughs> say he, things that aren't he, necessarily true. He can say whatever he likes <laughs> yeah. and then That's go it. back on it and yep. five minutes later. <laughs> So, yeah, but, I mean, it's got to be inevitable, surely. Yeah, well, I hope so. <coughs> but, uh, no, it's good to see there's a couple of wins on the board anyway for USA. Yeah, and they need it. Time. Um, we're hitting them about an hour there. Yep. I reckon we're pretty good. Yeah. Um, keep listening, guys. We've got a few more um, mystery AFL theatre things to go through, and we're trying some different things um, with them coming up as well. Yep. Um, we'll yep. try and get them all done before um, round one. Before the season starts, yep. and hopefully before they get uh, removed from um, Smart Replay. So yeah. Keep watching <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, and oh, the other thing I want to say for the Air Force fans out there, uh, only because I realised it today, is uh, tickets go on sale Wednesday um, next week for round one. Really? So yeah, make sure you get in, because I'm going to the Easter Monday game. Yep. So I want to make sure I get in early. Richmond because... Carlton will be hitting up, I reckon. On Thursday night? Yep. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm in for that yeah, too. You have that one. All right, looks like two two games on the opening round one for me. What a shame. Yeah. Could be worse. <laughs> All right, guys, get your tickets in. All right, peace.